Got some new and old things the Jaguar fans can look forward to in 2023. I'll tell you what they are here in just a second on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Jaguars. I am Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. And we thank you for making us your first listen. A quick reminder that we're free to subscribe to on our YouTube page. And if you listen to audio podcasts, make sure wherever you do that, you go and check us out every single day to make sure you don't miss an episode. I have to let you know also that today's show is sponsored by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. What is happening? I want to tell y'all hello and thank you again for all the well wishes for my birthday, which was Monday, for those that reached out on social media. And uh, I hope you all enjoyed the 4th of July with your families and Independence Day. I appreciate that holiday, and hopefully you guys had a full belly and a good time and enjoyed all those fireworks that seemed like they went off until 2 o'clock in the morning, but it's all good. Got some fireworks today here on Locked on Jaguars, but I got to say what's up to my, my my faithful man, the everydayers. What's going on, man? Good to see you all still checking in and commenting and hitting me up on social media and giving me uh, something to think about as I do these shows every single day. And also uh, to the new listeners. Hello. Welcome to the show. We got some fireworks today, though, man. I want to talk about some things I want to talk about. Reasons for optimism in 2023. Those are some things that we'll go over. And it's pretty, pretty simple. I'll tell you and explain what those are um, in the probably in the last segment. I'll go through big things coming for the stadium, uh, the naming, uh, not only the naming, but the design, the approval uh, with the new government, as well as the owners, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars and the city council, everybody getting on board. There seems to be this optimism that that's going to happen. So uh, now we just need a plan of where the Jaguars are going to play, how they're going to play, when they're going to play, what they're going to do whenever they do it. And we'll get all of that figured out uh, once we uh, hear more about it. And then last but not least, Fred Taylor and the momentum for him to possibly get into the Hall of Fame uh, at the conclusion of this season and, and for the next offseason. There's a little bit of momentum, and I'll tell you why I believe that's the case. But the reasons for optimism, I wrote them down here, and I'm going to go through them for the first two segments, right? I'm going to talk about why I believe the Jaguars have uh, so many uh, things to be optimistic for on and off the field. They are going to be, they are the defending champions, although I always say when you win a division or you win anything, unless it's boxing, right? Because boxing, somebody's trying to take your belt from you. But in football, whatever you did last year, they can't ever take it away from you. It's always there. The Kansas City Chiefs will always be known as the 2022 champs, no matter what. They can go 0-17 this year. Uh, well, the fans will get mad, but still, they will always be the 2022 three champions or 2022 champions so 
uh, I get that from Coach Mike uh, Shashevsky, who said you're not defending anything. Once you win a title, you win a title, and you have to start all over. But when you haven't won the ultimate prize, it's easy for you, uh, if you're like a team like the Jaguars, to really understand your place and understand and know that by you winning the uh, division last year and making a very, very good showing in the playoffs uh, last year, you put people on notice that you're coming. And if you put people on notice that you're coming, they're going to listen. And by people, I mean coaches and teams and players from around the league. It ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. And when that bullseye is now on your back, you're no longer hunting people and catching people by surprise. Right? You ever watch those safari shows like uh, Nat Geo and all of that? When, you know, those gazelles and those deer and all of that, they act different once they see a big cat. Ironically, I'm talking about the jaguars, the big cats. But they act differently once they see them. When they know that they're in the area and they know that they're lurking, they treat them di- They treat it differently. They're on guard. They, they're, they're more aware, more astute about their surroundings because they don't want to get they don't want to get ate up, right? They they don't want to get consumed because once it happens, is is done. And then the thing about that cat is, if if you ever notice those those younger those younger cats, once they get that first I won't call it the K word, but once they uh, capture and secure their first meal, they become their, their chest stick out a little bit. So there's a couple of things that's working uh, in, in this situation. The Jaguars are no longer the team that people don't believe. Uh, they're no longer the team that people go, oh, that's an easy game. They, they, and they have to themselves understand that, right? They have to approach this differently. Like, you had something to prove before you just want to get out of the dungeon and now you're out and everybody knows you're out so you gotta you gotta have a different gate you gotta have a different walk you gotta have a different way of doing things and because teams are going to treat you that way they're going to get everybody's best shot the nfl is not easy it's never easy and i don't want to give anyone the inclination that that's what i'm saying but the NFL is never easy regardless of your situation. Anybody can beat anybody. All of these guys are the greatest football players on earth, right? And in any given week, you could get done in. And teams, sometimes teams have great players, but they're just not a great team. And you can't really tell that those players are great because the team is so-so, right? Well, that's not the case here. I think the Jaguars are going to be very, very guarded against self-inflicted wounds. I think all of the things that we have to worry about happening to a team that wasn't used to winning last year, I think those things, they're going to be taken care of. So that part of it, I'm not worried about. I'm not a, I'm not worried about them getting complacent. I'm not worried about them getting arrogant. I'm not worried of it. They're just not built and made up that way. And I could be wrong because it could happen to anybody, right? But I don't believe that that's what's going to happen to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It doesn't mean I think they're going to you know, necessarily not have issues or things that come up. But that one, that mental and that psychological part of it, the distractions, I don't think that's going to that's going to plague them this year. It did in 2018. I thought things got off the rails because of the way that they were yoked and the way that they were built. And if that thing gets off just a little bit, as you saw, it goes off a whole lot. Right. Because the same thing that you loved about that team, most fans started to hate that team or dislike that team. Hate is a strong word. But they disliked that team because 
it's like you start eating yourself inside out. The dog turned around and bit you when he's used to biting other people. And it didn't go over well. But for the fans this year, I do not see uh, that being a concern because of the mental makeup and the, 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 the what they lead with. You know, they're still dogs. They're still guys that, that get out and they, and they go hard. But they are not – they don't need all of the bravado. They don't need um, – they don't need all of the things that they needed in the past. And, you know, you can see that part of the reason is, and this is very, very uh, critical. And we're going to talk about this more in segment two, part of the reason for this optimism and part of the reason that I don't believe it goes off uh, the rails is because unlike that team, which was built on defense, it was built. It was sort of built like those old Ravens teams. You know, it was built on defense it was built on quarterback. Hey, man, just don't screw it up. Just get us 20 points and we'll win. That sort of attitude. This team, the front runner, the best player is your quarterback. And that individual is about as grounded as, as you're going to find an individual. I, you know, he seems like, a, I think Trevor's 24. He's 23, 24 years old, but it's like he's a 48-year-old man trapped in that body. And what I mean by that is right here, he gets it, right? And it's and, and I think sometimes when you look at Trevor, people thought that the only thing that made him generational was his uh, physical ability. It's not true. What makes it what made him a generational prospect is the fact that he also had it upstairs and he had that acumen that people want. And he had that that level headedness that you want the leader of your franchise to be like. You can look at other sports and see where a team's best player uh kind of been in the news for some wrong stuff and people can go back and forth saying whether it's too bad or not or bad enough. It's just not John Morant. So I'll say it, but it's just not how you want the the face of your franchise to conduct themselves. So that's why I totally understand and stuff like that really, really makes you appreciate Trevor Lawrence. So I'll get more into that in segment two and tell you why there are some things on the field that you need to look forward to or that you should look forward to from the other than the fact that it's it's football right and then in segment three we'll talk about those other things talk about the stadium talk about fred taylor some other monumental things and events that could happen this year for the jacksonville jaguars i'll make sure we get to all of that stuff here today on locked on jaguars it's the show after my birthday and the show after the fourth of july man and i know everybody and their brother is really, 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 really full, got their bellies full, and they're absolutely ready to go today. So I'm ready to go with you, man, and I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be back. A couple of days of hiatus, and now we're back to it because now we're getting really, really close to training camp. And that's what we're going to talk about here today on Locked on Jaguars. I have to let you know first and foremost that today's show is sponsored by FanDuel. You need to take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. That's right. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets whether you win or lose. That's 200. You can spend betting everything money line to over under to who you think is going to be the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, 
you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make sure you read up on those pitching staffs and that bullpen before you make that bet because that's going to be the key, I believe, to you coming out on top. FanDuel is an official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, running it down here on Locked On Jaguars. Glad to be back. Reasons for optimism for 2023. Some things are on the field. Something. Why is my upper lips right now? It's weird. That's a weird thing. It's like, where does that come from, right? But things to be optimistic for on and off the field. This could be if everything goes according to plan. And the biggest part of it is the Jaguars have to win, right? This could really, really be a special year and a, and, and a year that everybody remembers about this franchise taking that step and going in a whole different direction in terms of what the organization uh, is and what they're trying to be. So that's where we're going. Uh, and we're talking about this today because I, I feel good. I feel good knowing, just like I said at, at, at the tail end of segment one, it's just that we're, football's back. Training camp is back. Guy's going to cook chili outside. I know he's going to do it. My man that always cooks the chili with, I don't know, I think it has like 118 uh, different sausages in there or whatever. But just the tradition, just the things that that mark that the team is back. And they have a brand-new practice facility that is absolutely gorgeous. And they're coming off of a winning season. And fans will get in and be able to see the team practice. I think the self-esteem of the franchise goes up when you open a new facility. That's why it's so important for this stadium deal to get done. If you don't know, if you haven't been following it, the Jaguars have tentatively come come up with um, a plan to renovate. And and, And I have to say that, I said it with a little chuckle on my face, Okay, if it was a if it if they were building a total new stadium, we'd say that, right? That's not what they're doing. But they're kind of doing it that way. It's like somebody gutting your house and leaving a frame up and then redoing it. That's basically what it's going to be like. Uh, there are some parts of the infrastructure that they're going to keep. So there are people who really, really want for the amount of money that you know they're going to spend. There are people who really, really want a brand new stadium from scratch, right? But it's easy to spend other people's money when you when you talk about stuff like that. But from an engineering perspective, if there's somebody's come in there and told them, man, you don't need to knock that down. That stuff is good. You just did that stuff like eight, nine, ten years ago. We can use that, use this, and use this. If you knock it down, we just we're just doing it all over again, right? But they're getting a new stadium. It's gonna be do, it's gonna be different. Apparently, they're trying to also put some sort of system in that covers and keeps some of the sun out a little bit and keeps uh gets more airflow in so the games aren't as hot it's easy for guys like me to sit up in the press box to not necessarily think that that's a big deal but when folks are passing out it was one game i can't remember the game it was it might have been a chiefs game from uh either a couple of years ago where they i mean it literally it was hot in the press box it was so hot outside it was hot inside of the press box where we have air conditioning it was just it and so i can only imagine what fans were actually going through right 
when when they were out there and you you know you heard it you you heard people you saw you can look down and see people in distress so we want that that to be alleviated but more than anything it also shuts people up it creates more revenue for the for the team and maybe they can start staying home instead of being the first volunteer to go to london or anywhere else shout out to the jaguars for doing that though i think they just got an agreement too to go to ireland and play games in ireland and dublin so maybe if they do those things it'll it'll all be plus plus and it won't be because they need it to stay viable because the stadium doesn't generate enough revenue so those conversations will go away i think from what i've heard and this ain't no groundbreaking news because i ain't the first person to say this so i don't want this to sound that way but from what i've heard all signs point towards everybody looking like they're real real optimistic and hungry to get something done so if that is the case then we want that momentum to keep going how good would it be for that momentum to keep going while the jaguars are also playing well on the field right it would be absolutely fantastic and one of those things is you'll be able to see not only okay if the stadium does happen it'll be two years from now but in your mind you know there's a plan and you'll know also the team won't be going anywhere because there's a plan to build a stadium for the team to stay here right you don't have to worry about people talking about that for another 20 years at least and and that'll also boost the self-esteem up of the fans as well as the team everybody will understand that this is what it is they'll also come up with a, a plan of action for where they're going to play all of that stuff is going to happen this year i expect before before mid-season or maybe by the end of the the season maybe not the end of the regular season but by the end of december the end of the calendar year i expect them to all be in agreement and everybody on one accord and you'll know exactly what's going on and at that point i hope the jaguars are playing really well because for the next year this year and the following year you'll get them at home every single time the construction won't start if it's if they get an agreement it won't start to 2025 and 26 and then i think the team will be back in 27 uh, in 27. so they're we're also trying to uh figure out where they're going to play where they're going to play in their absence and once we figure out where they're going to play in their absence whether it be orlando whether it be daytona or what have you that's going to be ironed out and so people can start making plans for a couple of years from now the one thing i want you to look forward to is you're going to see your young players grow up the young players like trevor the young players like trayvon the young all of the young players on the roster walker little andre cisco tyson campbell you get a chance to relive something that you saw before you saw jimmy smith you saw Fred Taylor get drafted. You saw Jimmy Smith grow up. You saw Tony Baselli become the first Hall of Famer. You saw him grow up before your eyes. And because you did, it makes you really, really appreciate him. Well, Fred Taylor is another one who we watched grow up. We need to get Fred in the Hall of Fame this year. And I think he has a little bit of momentum and he's getting closer to doing that. So watching the guys grow up, getting to the point where we can have all good news for the Jaguars from the season on the field, off the field with the players, and then a blast from the past too. This has a chance to be a really, really special year in 2023. I want to talk about that a little more in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars as we get to segment three. (laughs) 
right, running it down here to segment three. Why is there so much momentum and things to be optimistic about in 2023? We talked about getting the new facilities. The facilities are important. We talked about having a target on your back and the rabbit having a gun and the Jaguars not being the kind of the kind of team that's going to fall victim to the things that people fall victim to when they go from being very bad to very good. And then they go right back to being bad again. We think because of Doug and Trevor and Trevor and Trevor that this team isn't yoked that way. They're, they're, they're quarterback led their best player, their best player is at the position of leadership, not, you know, a wide receiver or a corner or anything like that. Not saying that those guys can't lead, but you want your quarterback to lead. You don't want your quarterback to be some somebody that is just an afterthought, right? And Trevor Lawrence is, is one of those guys that's headed towards ascending to the top five at his position. I think because of that, they won't fall trapped to all of the other things. And I believe while they're, they'll, they'll play good this year on the field, the fans will enjoy that experience and they'll enjoy off the field because you get a good team. You're probably going to get a stadium approved. You just got a brand new practice facility. You're getting new results. This is almost like at what point did the Tampa Bay Bucks turn that corner? At what point did the New England Patriots turn that corner? There are folks that don't even remember those teams being awful, right? Like they were like atrocious. They were just as bad as the Jaguars had been for the last decade, right? And once they turned that corner, they never really went back, even though Tampa's had some up and down years, and the Patriots may have had one or two. But for the most part, when you lump in the last two decades together, they turned that corner and never really went back to being in what I call football uh, purgatory as far as an organization is concerned. So I think this is a pivotal year. I think this is about the time that these things change for Jacksonville. New quarterback, new leader, new coach who knows how to win, new attitude, uh, new practice facility, new stadium, right? And hopefully a new Hall of Famer, which we'll get to in just a second. But watching these guys grow up in the past and, and, and you had that longevity with that process, like from the time the Jaguars cut Andre Risen and put Jimmy Smith in the lineup, from the time that the Jaguars transitioned from James Littleman Stewart and Natron Means to Fred Taylor from the time um, the Jaguars went from a team that everyone thought they were going to beat to all of a sudden walking in the arena expecting to win and the fans expecting to win. This just wasn't, la- it didn't last long enough. It was too short lived. I don't think that happens this time. And one of the things that's going to help that uh, along is other than the stadium, other than the plans to play that I believe they'll play well this year, other than Trevor Lawrence, is the overall feeling that people will stop treating Jacksonville and Duval like a little stepbrother. And one guy that's been mistreated, in my opinion, is Fred Taylor. So I know I'm lumping some things together here, but I'm, I'm telling you, I am outlining this year of optimism with the better they play on the field and Fred has this momentum going where he's doing his pivot podcast and they're doing really well. And he's being recognized every time you turn around, someone is recognizing him as as being that guy. Well, at some point folks are going to take notice. And at some point people are going to look at 4.6 yards of carry in eight different seasons as what it was. And at some point people are going to listen to 
some of the goats that have played the game. Of course, they can't hear the great Jim Brown because he passed this past season. But others like Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks and Ray Lewis and Deion Sanders, when they speak in glowing terms of Fred Taylor, and they say Fred Taylor should be in the Hall of Fame. Maybe we'll look back at his career differently. Yeah, he had to split time with uh, a couple of running backs, including Maurice Jones-Drew, who was also a really, really good player. They were throwing the ball around to Jimmy, who's putting up major numbers. Jimmy has 10 1,000-yard seasons. And Keenan wasn't anything to shake a stick at. He had his – sometimes when you're so good, and this is why I wanted them to win so bad, because if they won, I think you'd see Jimmy and Fred treated like Kurt Warner and Isaac Bruce and Marshall Falk. They won one, but that's all they had to do was win one. There's a lot of momentum going with the Jaguars, and the better they are, the more light I think it shines on not only the new stuff but also the old stuff too because people are going to remember, and it's going to put it in the consciousness. It's sad that you have to go through all of this, but we're going to do it here, and I told you I'm going to bang the table for Fred Taylor every time I get a chance. So the reasons for optimism for this year is win and win big, get the new stadium done, to shut up the naysayers, have glowing reports about the practice facility, have a plan in place for uh, uh, two years from now, a year, two years from now, where the team's going to play while the stadium is being built, and that entire complex is coming up. And then, not only that, the last thing but not least is let's get Fred Taylor in the Hall of Fame. I'm, I'm real optimistic, and and I'm and I'm throwing, a, I'm casting a wide net here. But these are the things that I thought about today. I'm like, this could be a magical year. This could be the year where the Jaguars turn their entire franchise around for good. Now, it started a year ago, but one year is one year. But when you do it a second time, now it becomes a pattern. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you guys are too. What I need you to do is check out, go over right now to Locked On NFL. And I got a show on Locked On NFL with James Rapine on our YouTube page as well. Make sure you check that out. It's right there on your it's right there on your page and telling you what to watch next. And you can take a, take a look at Locked on NFL. It's a national show, so we talk about everything. But you will definitely enjoy that. Make sure you like and subscribe and hit the bell, too, to Locked on NFL. All right, man. Tony Wiggins here. We're back in full effect. We're getting closer and closer and closer to training camp. And I'm getting so, so excited. You can't tell me that now. You know, some people say, man, I can't think of anything to talk about right now. I just talked about a whole bunch of stuff. I could have made one topic and stretched it out, but I didn't because that's how full I am about this season. And it's really all for you. It's all for the fans because the better they are, you guys get real nice to me when the Jaguars win, right? And sometimes you're nice to me when they lose because you need somebody to to, to be that voice for you. And that's what we do here on Locked on Jaguars every single day because it's your team. I didn't say it's mine. It's your team every day. And we appreciate you making us your first listen and being an everydayer. Make sure you're an everydayer and come back tomorrow and check us out here on Locked On Jaguars where we'll do the same old thing. Until then, you guys take care of each other and we'll see you next time.